Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Hi, it's uh, Dr. Christine Sauer with uh, Your Quality of Life Healthy Alternatives here uh, on YouTube and on the podcast and on the radio. And I'm very excited to be today with Matt Sinman, the author of Zisms. Wow, that's an interesting uh, thing. And you are so much more than that. But this is your latest book and it is a fascinating book. I read some of it and I'm intrigued. I'll certainly read the rest. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be with you, Christine. Yeah. So how about you introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Well, I am uh, based in Philadelphia and I am, uh, my background is uh, in marketing, and then I founded a nonprofit called the Internship Institute. So I've been very involved in education uh, in that way and, and workforce development. And uh, all that experience led me to uh, a book that I wanted to write uh, with Zisms and Insights to Live By. How did you get the title Zisms? So part of it uh, is rooted in my last name. I do have a fixation with the letter Z. And, and part of the challenge is when we're talking internationally, it's, it's Z. Yes. So uh, I have to put the phonetic on the book so that people understand it's actually Z. And, uh, you know, a Zism, you know, that's the first question I get. You know, well, what is a Zism? And some people, when they hear isms, they think that it's like a quip of some kind. But, you know, there, there are those pearls of wisdom or original wit, but it's really more about based on experiences that really any of us have that we know can positively impact as many people as possible. And, you know, that's what insights to live by uh, are, are about. And that's my purpose. And that's a wonderful purpose. And uh, it's, it's funny, we, we share a similar purpose, but very different way of achieving it. And that's great. And uh, tell me a little bit about your upbringing and what you did up to the time that you wrote the book. Well, uh, well, how far back do you want to go? <laughs> I'm, uh, you were born in. Born in. So, yes, in and around uh, the Philadelphia area. I'm the youngest of four. And um, my, my parents actually are at this point, they're, they're long gone, unfortunately. Um, as is one of my brothers. I, I don't mean to, you know, start on a sad note. No, but, that's where uh, that's, the dedication came from. Sure, yeah, and, yeah. you know, exactly, dedicated to them and honor my brother. And, um, you know, those are, those are very life-affecting uh, experiences that, that, you know, shape any of us and certainly me and, you know, various other, you know, disclosures that are throughout the book and certainly we can talk about, you know, in, in terms of and around health that I, uh, you know, have contended with depression since my teens, and that also shapes how you know my daily living and taking care of myself and and whatnot. And uh, you may have heard of Temple University in in Philadelphia, and one of the you know one of the the things that have grounded me throughout my life is that I'm an ice hockey player, and I've played uh, you know since I was very young, uh, since I was since I was seven. So that would put that would put me at over 45 years now if you want to do the math, that I've, uh, that I've played hockey. And I, I was captain of Temple, and I uh, was on Team USA in my, in my mid-teams. Uh, that's as far as I got, 
as far as my professional career. Oh. Uh, but we, well, we were undefeated champions and, you know, I had my glory days and now I basically play beer league. That's, yeah. that's what's left for me. Well, that's fun. <laughs> Absolutely. It gives you the exercise you need. Keeps me young, young at heart. Definitely look younger than your calculated age. <laughs> I I try, just like all of us. Oh yeah, we. In, I I really believe that even if we age on the outside, the inside can stay young if we do if we work at it. Sure. Yeah. Now tell me what what happened. You went to the university. You studied. What did you do from then? So I had a journalism degree and. You know, there were different concentrations that you could do. Uh, the one I chose was public relations mm-hmm. and, uh, you, know, all, you know, wanting to make uh, an impact and, and studying just the, the art and science of communication management. And I did that for 15 years. Uh, and, and, you know, life intertwines, right, with our yeah, career and, and what decisions we, we make. And in, in 2002, I had my, my son Jacob was two. And I made the decision, as difficult as it was, uh, to to divorce yeah. and uh, raise Jake as a, as a single dad for the better part of the next uh, 13, 14 years till I, I met my uh, my current wife. And uh, and she has a daughter, Greta, who's 15. Jake's now 19. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, being a single yeah. parent and at that time in, in 02, I then started my own business so that I could have the flexibility to be at home and, you know, be with him, you know, the half time that he was with me. And, uh, and after a few years that led me through my experiences, I had all, you know, I had four internships. I've, I've at this point had, uh, you know, managed and mentored over 300 interns. Uh, I currently have four and, you know, that passion and aligning with my experience and its skill set at the time and seeing the need in and around, uh, improving internships, apprenticeships, you know, all one in the same in terms of work-based learning, uh, to, uh, to, to really hone my expertise in that and make a difference. And, you know, now that, uh, that passion has led me to the book and, uh, I've actually put the nonprofit on the side. I, ha- I have like man brain, like I can only do one thing well at a time. I know this about myself. So, and that's okay. yeah, yeah. So it's like, I can't it's not, split my it's not attention. It's just man brain, but yeah. it is human brain. Right. Well, the I'll just be gender biased because I can in this particular case. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can do several things at the same time, but it's not as good. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just hardwired. You know, as soon as I take my eye off the ball, I didn't see it. You know what I mean? So, I see, yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, so I'm really excited about the book. It's been very rewarding. It's only out a few weeks now yeah. and uh, the early reviews have been uh, very, very uh, gratifying and, and, uh, and it's nice to hear that you like the book. Oh, yes, absolutely. And uh, you know that one of my focuses is mental health and quality of life. And I think the topic of the book really, really focuses on exactly that. So I'm, I'm very happy to be able to uh, help you uh, show it to a wider audience and help more people by actually reading it and doing the work. Right. That's my, you know, that's my goal. And you know, when you're, when you're trying to author a book and, you know, all the things that you learn and the uh, s- statistics are quite uh, daunting in that really only, you know, rather less than 1% of books ever sell more than 50,000 copies and over 90% of books only sell a few hundred. Now, part of the reason is because people write books for, you know, wanting to, you know, boost their, uh, their, their, um, 
uh, ego on one hand or visibility. And put author on their LinkedIn. Right, right, put author. That was not the case for me. I wrote Zisms out of my pocket um, in my mission to positively impact as many people as possible. My, my goal is to get it in as many hands as possible. So having me on the show is that much more meaningful. I really appreciate it. No, I'm, I'm really happy about that. And tell us a little bit about the chapters, because when you read through the chapters, you think, what? That's self-development? They are really funny. Thank you. Well, you know, it, it does cover a lot of ground. I try to put uh, as much of my, myself and my experience and some influences into it. Uh, it's certainly about personal development, but also interpersonal skills and relationships. And of course, the chapters on health and well-being, being a life athlete, for example, as part of that. And then we start getting into things like managing energy and uh, some of the influences around the law of attraction and manifesting things. And then when you get to very big goals, your purpose, your why, and how do you achieve that? And then it, you know, what was really important to me was to make it actionable. So, uh, you know, the, the winning the battle within is part of that equation. And then it, it culminates with this uh, leap, this um life enrichment action plan. And so the reader can really decide for themselves, uh, you know, through the experience of, of the book, which is really very much about a personal conversation, right, between yeah. myself and, and the reader. And, uh, and, and then we have some fun too, like what's with coincidences, um, uh, you know, 11-11, you know, people have, and, and that's just part of the whole, um, you know, energy uh, aspect. There's a cautionary chapter about uh, be aware of spiders. Yeah, That's a I like relationship. That. Yeah. That what are spiders for you? I like that. You know, I have to say it's very interesting, Christine. I almost didn't put that chapter in because I wanted it to be as positive and uplifting and, 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 you know, that's certainly, you know, the, my, my, what my energy is about, but this is a cautionary chapter and it came about through some hard living and what we're talking about with spiders are manipulators. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, and, and just as a side note, you know, I started mentioning the law of attraction. I want to give credit to Rhonda Byrne, uh, you know, who, uh, you know, of whom I'm a fan and also Malcolm Gladwell, you know, has some things to do with my book has been an influence on me. So if, if, you know, if you, you know, if your listeners like, you know, a Gladwell or a Rhonda Byrne type book, I think you will love mine and, uh, and, and encourage you to, to, to decide that for so, yourself, you know? So what you say, uh, those spiders are something like energy vampires. That you That's have exactly right. I mean, it's so much better. Like if you would say setting mo your boundaries, it's the same thing, but beware of spiders sounds nice. I like the language you write. Thank you. Well, you know, it's, it, we have so many moving parts for us, even just within ourselves and our character traits and, you know, whether we're, you know, a worrier and, or we have regrets or, you know, you know, mood health, you know, we struggle just enough to, to pinpoint ourselves, let alone other people. And, you know, that's what the spider chapter is about. And that's why it reminded me to bring up Malcolm Gladwell, because he talks about uh, thin slicing in his book, Blink. And what that's about is if you could find a data point, something that, that really helps you understand uh, this or that, it really you know, stops all those moving parts so that you can make better decisions and in your encounters. So when we talk about spiders, that, that data point is whether somebody has the character trait of being a manipulator or not. Will you make a conscious effort to put energy into, you know, pulling some people's strings. And uh, when people think of um, office politics, 
you know, for example, as an expression, people who do that, they would be considered spiders. And, you know, it's not that that's something they'll do all the time. It's just, they have the capacity in, in their, in their character to do that. And so, you know, when people think about that and from it and it goes seamlessly in the energy preservation or energy management, as you call it, you know, that's exactly right. Um, and, we all have uh, our encounters and you know the difference here is that someone who is that way you know they're putting making a conscious effort whereas the rest of us are oblivious we want to give people the benefit of the doubt and believe the good and of course we do and it doesn't make a spider a bad person per se it's just that they have that character trait so how do you avoid those webs how do you not always be on guard because who wants to live like that but also recognize that i do need to be somewhat cautious and if i do encounter somebody who's manipulating you know how do i say no so uh you know let's let's put it this way if you have certain uh you know if you're if you're a listener right now and you're someone who says you know i really need to say no more often right you're somebody who's more prone to be taken advantage of someone who knows that they can, you know, make your, you know, pull your strings in that way. Right. And then you feel terrible, right? He's like, Oh, I should have said no. And you know, part of it's rooted in self-esteem and things. But if you're one of those individuals who, you know, says that to yourself, I really should say, no, you feel bad about yourself. You know what? Say no. Right. See how that goes. See how that feels, how much better you feel about yourself uh, and, and build on that. And it sounds so much nicer the way you put it than when you say, build your assertiveness, be more assertive, it's blah, blah, blah. But you say, hey, don't let the strings of the, don't go in the web of the spider. I like that. I really like. Now, one of the central focuses of the book is the concept of earned confidence. What is it? Well, right. And, and earned confidence is chapter one and the, and the chapters do, you know, build on one another. So it's really the foundation of the book. And, and it's of all things, I think it's the most relevant, not only for the book itself and reference throughout, but right now with what's going on and, um, you know, the adjustment that we're all making and however temporary our circumstances are with COVID. But earned confidence basically is something to remind us and to ground us that, Wherever we are in our lives, you know, young or otherwise, we've been through things. We've, we've, we've been through them and we're still standing, right? So, uh, you know, through those experiences, if you really just stop and realize, uh, I'm going to make it through everything else that comes my way because I've always made it through everything I ever have. So this is really talking to the worrier. Yeah. Um, and um, kind of outsmarting yourself because it's a logic filter in a way like, oh yeah, what am I worried about? And there are other aspects of worrying toward energy. You know, we right, could get it. It hasn't in- happened yet. So why right. worry about it? Right, about right, it? right. It does happen. And I, I, I love that. And you also invite the readers to a forum to contribute their own zeisms and life experiences and what they learned. And I like that aspect too. Thank you. Yeah, you know, in that way, the book has no ending. So you're referring to the private forum. Uh, It's a Facebook group, you know, a reader forum that uh, there's like a secret code in the book that you have to know to, you know, three knocks and something like that. And then, you know, once everyone's in, you know, as we talked about, you know, Zisms or things, you know, you don't have to have a book in you, but you certainly have certain experiences that everyone, you know, it, it, you can share with the world to benefit. And that's what I'm looking for in this reader forum. So, you know, we're only three weeks into the publishing of the book. So I'm 
I'm really mostly talking to myself in there. But, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, to, to pe more people reading it, more people joining it and, and having that dialogue and, and then having that intimate relationship with, uh, with the readers. You know, the one thing back to earn confidence, I think is really important is, uh, you know, talking about being in the present. That, that's really what it, you know, you, you shouldn't be caught up in your regrets. You shouldn't be worried or having anxious anxiety about things that haven't occurred yet. But, you know, those are learned traits. I mean, you know, babies aren't born warriors. No. So how do you, un how do you unlearn that? How do you, un that's a tough thing for many people that suffer from what they call anxiety. Even in these times when COVID-19, <gasps> they're worried about crazy things. Well, you know, I, I also don't want to take away from that, 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 that line between an anxiety being a true um, a medical uh, chemical right. imbalance versus somebody who is, you know, on the worry, worry side, um, more of a habit than, than anything. And so what you need to do is, so let's say that you worry about something, Christine, and uh, it doesn't come to be. And then you realize like, oh, that never happened. You have to stop and be like, what did I do to myself? What did I do to myself and all the worrying and the negativity and not being present while I was expending that energy in that way, but also the people around me? Because when people worry, there's that energy transference. You're calling your friends, uh, you know, what about this? What about that? And now you're imposing that on them. Yeah. And, and, and we all have a responsibility, you, you know, with our energy exchanges in that way, um, which we just have to be more conscious of because it's true. There's a transference and, and we, you know, we just have to recognize that. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the work of Dr. David Hawkins. I'm a big fan of his letting go and power versus force. He's all about the energy and the vibrations and letting go of negative energy, negative feelings. That's right. That's and right. It, it is so true. You, you know, know? There's, a, there's a dot that connects here, which is when we, go, when we fast forward to the later part of the book, when we get into amplifying gratitude, which is all about the law of attraction, you know, I summarize that and, and maybe the most important line uh, in the book is that what we expect, what you expect tends to happen right? Those expectations, right? So if you really believe that, if you, if, you, if you hold on, if you believe in the law of attraction, that's all the more reason why not to worry. Because yeah. if you're setting a worry, you're beginning to set it around an expectation of the things that you don't want to happen. Right. Don't so focus on the things you don't want to happen. Focus on the things you do want to happen. Of course. When you learn to drive and you drive through a narrow street, Look in the middle where you want to go. Don't look where you want, don't want to go or you will drive there. Right. Yeah. You know, and if you do believe in the law of attraction, or at least you're open to it, then being a worrier, you're contradicting yourself. Yeah, true. Right. So, so don't worry. Don't worry. You're right. It's not worth to worry. It's you, not you got worry. this, you know, stand on your two feet. Life's going to come your way. Yeah. I mean, take precautions when appropriate. But there's right. no need to worry and get anxious about it. You know, there's a chapter on that for you too, Christine. Hey, cool. The dose of prevention. Yeah. Uh, how do you, the best way to manage a crisis is not yeah. to let it not to let it happen. Well, that's true. So there's a whole whole like bunch that. of those there. Yeah, we could go into politics with that. <laughs> that would be the last thing I would want to go into. Never. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Now, what about uh, your stance of making coincidences matter? In my my world, there's no coincidences. Yeah, you know, right. You know, people have different philosophies about coincidences. They might say, well, I don't believe in them at all, chance encounters, or I don't believe in them in the sense because it's really meaningful. It's around serendipity. And then some, you know, somewhere in between. And, you know, what I found with uh, you know the you know the, the energy that we experience in our lives, and you know being in the flow. People, you know, there's a the chapter in that is you know swimming with the current, and the more that you're able to tune into that, at least in my experience, you, know, you tell me if you know for yourself or others who who are listening, the more you're in tune with being in the flow, the more you start to experience the law of attraction. You start to experience coincidence, coincidences happening, and even more so, more powerful coincidences happen. Why can't I having trouble stumbling on the word coincidences right. today? And, and, and I right. find it interesting because so many people can't go with the flow. They feel they have to swim against the current and, and work and work all day instead of listening to their intuition, which is similar to going with the flow. That's right. I mean, you know, back to earn confidence. I mean, it's all about trusting your gut. And, and, and that theme goes throughout the book. You know, why, why not trust your gut? <laughs> so, uh, you know, it just makes a lot of sense. But, you know, the, the, the whole thing about coincidences, wow, um, is that it, it's an opportunity. You know, if you want to ask yourself, uh, you know, why did something happen? You could then take proactive steps to be, yeah. right? So a lot of times coincidences for me happen, um, you know, something you don't expect. You might be in a conversation with somebody or a reason why you're talking to them is about something else. And then all yeah. of a sudden you go off on this tangent and then, something connects and it's like, well, I had no business having that part of the conversation. And that's oh, the way that Z-Man came apart and I don't want to share it. The people have to look in the book because right. it's fascinating. Thank but you. Before, before we uh, uh, end this uh, podcast and, sure. uh, and video and uh, talk about how they can get the book, I wouldn't like you to share one thing that you think is the most important thing for the listeners to take away. Well, with respect to the book, I think that, it, you know, if you say it's a personal development book, you have to be someone who wants to be developed, right? So, you know, it's a two-way street here. And if you come out of the book and, and it's just a matter of, you know, I'm going to get into this kind of a routine and, and, and enrich my life in that way or take up a new hobby, now's a good time to be doing that. You know, you can do that a la carte or you can come out of the book and, and really try and, and get some structure uh, around some of these bigger issues all the way up to, to defining your purpose and then setting yourself on a path to achieve it. So, uh, you know, there's something for everybody in there. And I, I wrote it in such a way that I believe it's impossible to come away from the book and not be better for it. So um, anyone whose hands I can get the book in, you know, makes me feel the much better for, for helping them out. Cool. So how can they actually get the book? Well, it's certainly available on Amazon uh, and, you know, you can see the reviews and take the look inside. They can read about Z-Man, right? That's in the front of the book. So you'll be able to see about that. Same thing on my website, which is uh, zisms.com. There's a hyphen. So there's z-isms.com. That's important. important. Don't forget the hyphen. And there are some free tools there. There's, you know, to the health side of it, um, there's a self-care report card that they can download for free. That's a free tool uh, that's also in the book. And, uh, and just, you know, you'll know if you, if you explore the book and you start reading it, you'll know for sure if you want to read on. So very grateful for anyone who takes that, uh, that first step and, and hopefully you'll, uh, you'll find meaning and, and benefit from it.
So it was wonderful to talk to you today, uh, Matt, uh, and your Zisms are very much worthwhile. Of course, I'll share the link. And the website again is z-isms.com. Or for those that say Z, Z-ism.com. <laughs> yes, translation, very important. Oh, very important. I, 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 I must admit, I pronounced it Zisms first, and I thought, what's a Zism? And then I read the, the beginning of the book, and it said, oh, Zisms. Okay, you see the isms. Okay, well, and it's, of course... You know, the funny thing is that I'm kind of a little bit of a narrow, I guess I was narrow-minded on this point, being an American, like, oh, it's Z, right? And I thought about it at the end of the book, wait a second. And I've been, I spent a lot of time in Canada too, where it's Zed, but it just didn't dawn on me until the later part, like, oh, everyone's going to call this Zed. So, uh, so yeah, the phonetics there. Coming from Germany, it's always Zed. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) So if you need a German translation, I'll be happy to. (laughs) Thank you. I'll take all translations. Much appreciated. Thank you so much for having me, Christine. Thank you for being here and I hope I wish you all the best and that many listeners watching what people who watch it get your book and benefit from it.